0: Greetings, welcome For all of you who have gathered here today, it is so good that you're here I am Reverend Dr. Lydia Waters, Senior Pastor of Pacoima First United Methodist Church In the city of Pacoima, California And we are so happy that you have joined our worship And so now, let us gather around and prepare our mind, soul, body, and strength To hear a word from the Lord. Do you have your Bible? Is it in front of you or can you see it? Do you see it on your phone? Is there a smile on your face? Smile everybody. Let's begin with a song of praise. The words will appear and we're going to join in our ministry of music with Sister Hope Carr, accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr. Let us sing praises to the Lord our God I love you forever.
1: I love you forever. I love you for worship forever, Lord. We'll worship forever. We'll worship forever. We'll worship forever.
0: A lesson is found in the New Testament the letter of Paul to the church at Thessalonica 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 15 through 18 and listen now for the word of the Lord see that none of you repays evil for evil but all Always seek to do good to one another and to all. Rejoice, always pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us all say amen. And now, won't you pray with and for me? Oh, Lord, as I come before your people, won't you just consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope. And my will, my will be lost in thy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me now. Amen. Beloved, when I I was growing up, there was a beautiful homemaking department in my segregated high school. Wonderful school. And I will always remember all of the lessons we learned from our homemaking teacher about proper table manners or table etiquette as we talk today about Christians Have Manners. That's our title. Christians Have Manners. And so in the homemaking department, from setting a proper table to how to sit from the left side of the seat, put the napkin in your lap, which direction to pass the food, how to eat the food properly. Oh, many of you know what I'm talking about. And in this same high school, There were classes about charm and personality that covered manners in general. Listen, listen. Back in the day, at home, at church, and in the segregated village, there was always someone who would pull you to the side and correct your behavior. Yes, ma'am. There even were people who had a way of, of looking at you that would correct you no words spoken. Oh, I know I'm right about that, and I know some of you know what I'm talking about. And the young ones need to hear it. Somebody say amen. Child of God, my hope is that all of you have grown up with some form of training in the area of manners, because Christians have manners. And if not, it's, it's just never too late to learn. Most of you, however, have been taught how to be courteous and polite. Most of you, most of you learned well because nobody wants to be known as a person who is rude or impolite. You want people to say that you're polite and refined. And the good thing about having manners is that you don't have to be a highly educated person or you don't have to have a lot of money or no famous people or live in a big fine house or in a lovely neighborhood, to be a person with manners. When I was growing up, you were taught and expected to have some sense of manners and etiquette, no matter where you came from or who your parents were, because we were taught that we were stolen and brought to America from the best and the strongest people Africa had. Manners. We're a part of our dignity as African people. So therefore, I know that having class is taught. Because there are a whole lot of people with money. We don't have no class and no manners. You know who I'm talking about. Amen? Amen. Beloved, the truth is this. To be a civil person, we need to have good manners by knowing proper etiquette. Etiquette says there are certain responses for certain situations, and if you ask a favor, it is anticipated that you will profit your plea by the word please. If you bump into somebody, uh, I need to pass over them, you say excuse me. If you interrupt others in their conversation or in their activity, it's it's correct to say, I'm sorry, excuse me. And if someone does something kind for you or to you or with you, oh, it's appropriate to say in response to their kindness, thank you. Thank you. Now, you just heard a capsule of lesson in having proper manners. And if you if you did not know, as a Christian, I just taught you because Christians have manners. However, today, you know what? I don't know. Have you noticed that we're living in a world that has that lost nearly all sense of order and manners? It's, well, I believe it's because they were not brought into the church. And that's the church's fault because we left people out, and it shows today. Today, people will run over you, honey, and never look back. People will get in front of you and dare you to say anything. People will take all that you have and never say thank you. People today have this attitude that you owe them something because they are here on the planet. They see themselves as God's gift to the rest of us.
1: (laughs) And,
0: of course, If you are a person of color, all you know about those who believe that the color of their skin makes them special and gives them special privileges. That's the sin called white supremacy. And it's real. It's real today. Rudeness and disrespect is out of order. And it's not Christian. My dearly beloved, in our scripture lesson today, we find the apostle, the pastor Paul, going to Rome with the layover in Corinth where he wrote his first letter to the young church at Thessalonica. And Pastor Paul was aware that the church would have its ups and downs, its risings and its Falling so in order, in order uh, for their faith to be well grounded, in order that their hope might be sustained, Pastor Paul sent them a letter about Christian etiquette. Can you say it? Christian etiquette. So first Paul says, he says, see that none of you repays evil for evil. Beloved, I don't care what you say, you can't live a Christian life on a payback philosophy. Because two wrongs have never made a right. If somebody does you wrong, and you can't uh, go around, uh, and you're talking about it, and you, and you want to get even. Listen, if any of you find yourselves in a position where you think you have to get back at somebody, and you're a Christian, You need to stop, pray, think, review, count to ten, and remember who and whose you are. You tell somebody, you better be glad I'm a Christian. And ask your Christian self, self, does that person even mean that much to me? Why am I obsessing over them? Why are they taking all my attention? Is this situation a person worth my time and my energy? Christian, listen, choose the company you keep in the battles you fight. Because if somebody does you wrong, you just can't go around take, ta- talking about it and getting even every time. i said this before and I like to say this. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth will have everybody snaggle tooth and blind. Oh, I need to hear amen. Jesus said, I have a new commandment that you love one another. Now that's having good Christian manners. Loving people is having good Christian manners. Oh, I don't have to like you to love you. <gasps> Loving you means that I will not hurt harm you and I will not stand back and watch anybody else hurt or harm you because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't even have to know you to love you. The world will know we are Christians Christians by our love. Love is our etiquette. And then second, day, Paul says, rejoice, rejoice. I don't know about you, but I don't have time for a church or a religion that won't let me rejoice. Because when I come to worship, I don't come for foolishness and pettiness. I come to hear the word of God. I come to rejoice in the Lord. I come to praise the holy name of Jesus. I come to say amen. come to say hallelujah. I come to say glory. I come to praise the Lord. Paul says, rejoice. Even in the midst of cray cray, rejoice. And you can't rejoice without giving thanks. The psalmist said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. And his steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. Glory, glory to God. Some churches need to get some life in them and be the church of Jesus Christ rather than acting like a funeral home. Listen, I can see the amens on the podcast chat. I see you. So I know that you're having church watching this video. I see you. You're making noise, worshiping the Lord with gladness, singing, giving thanks to the Lord. Now that's having good Christian manners. Can I give an amen? Amen. And then thirdly, Pastor Paul says, pray without ceasing. Listen to me. If you are a child of the king, you better know or learn how to pray, my beloved. (laughs) You better know how to pray because the devil is always busy. Satan is on the loose today. And we cannot get angry at the devil for doing his job. We need to be busy doing our job. You you know the devil. The devil is never satisfied with peace. He doesn't want peace to prevail. The devil is never happy for harmony to be in the house. Satan is the author of confusion. He is a liar and a deceiver. And whenever he can get a foot in the door, he'll make a mess of that's why Paul says, pray, get thee behind me, Satan, for greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Pray without ceasing. And that means, don't ever stop praying. Because believe it or not, prayer changes things. Prayer puts the devil to flight. Prayer stops the devil in his tracks. Pray, child of God. You need to pray for your family and pray for the one sitting next to you and pray for the president elect pray for the Vice president elect Thank you, Jesus, thank you. Pray for the Senate and the Congress. Pray for America and the whole world. Pray for the sick and the shut-in. Pray for the children of the world and for the elderly. Pray for the Church of Jesus Christ. Pray for the lost. Pray for peace. Pray for healing. Pray for miracles, signs and wonders. And may I also Pray for those leaders who are going out of office. That they be healed. you just let it go. Let it go. And please now. Please now, beloved. Don't forget now. This one, I don't want you to forget. Pray for yourself. Fix me. Jesus, fix me. Now that's having good Christian manners. And finally we come. To the meat of this lesson. Pastor Paul says. Give thanks in all circumstances. All. Not some. Not good, bad. All of them. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Give thanks in all circumstances. And so Pastor Paul said to that Thessalonian congregation and to us today. That the zenith of Christian conduct. Is to be able to say thank you Lord. You see, it's just good to take time to thank God for the common things of life. Oh, we can learn so much from those Christians who lived before us. They knew the value of sentence prayers. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Save me, Lord, save love you, Lord. I ain't nobody like you, Jesus. Look, won't he do it? And then they would put their prayers to music. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Because you brought me you brought me from a mighty long way. Oh, praying is having good Christians Beloved, praying can be so natural and so flowing when we see the Lord everywhere and in everything.
1: Thank God for the clouds.
0: Thank God for the rain. Thank God for the rolling hills. Thank God for the mountains high and the valleys low. Thank him for the lakes that flow to the river. And the rivers that flow to the ocean. And the ocean that flows to the sea. Thank you for the sun that, that marches every morning from the east to the west. Thank God for the moon that follows close behind the sun with a regiment of blackness to form a purple curtain we call night. Thank God, thank God for the stars that remain in their orbit. That's why we need to get back to nature. And for the plants that form a meteoric highway to the heavens. Oh, thank God for the grass and thank him for the trees. The Bible says in everything, kill yeah, God. Thanks. That's why old folks say, go outside and pray. Go outside and play because we need to be thankful for nature. Oh, child of God, this word says in everything, in all circumstances, because you see, it's so easy to give thanks when things are going well. Isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, it's mighty convenient to be grateful oh, when things are going great. When all goes well in your world, well, it's awfully nice to say thank you, Lord. But Pastor Paul says, in all circumstances, in everything. You know why? Because it's not a test of your faith, beloved. To say thank you, Lord, when the sun is shining, it doesn't create character when everything you touch turns to gold, when every idea is a stroke of genius, when every morning is the dawn of a day that is better than the day before. That won't make any faith for you. Pastor Paul says, in every circumstance, that means even when things go wrong, thank God anyhow, thank God for who he is. That's a good Christian, and that's good Christian Understand that when you're a Christian, you will always say, thank you, Lord. Because when you have faith in God, you'll thank God on credit. You'll thank God because you know that he's going to fix it. You thank him because you know that all things are working together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Is that you? Thank God. But oh, you see. You see, child of God, if nothing bad ever happens to us, and it does, some of us just lie about it, and then God would never have to do anything for us. And then we'd never need to say, thank you, Lord. Because saying thank you. Is an acknowledgement that God can and God will do what he needs to do when and how he needs to do it because God will never give us more than we can bear and you and I you and I always oh, sometimes have to go through something I have to go through something beloved to be able to say thank you Lord." And the Bible tells us in this world in this world we will have trials and tribulations. Oh, but, but, be of good cheer because God has overcome the world. I want to be on the side of the winner. God wins. We know the end of the story. There is nobody watching this podcast who does not have something to thank the Lord. Because your good days outweigh your bad days. God has been good to you. Beloved. Look at you, look at you. You don't even look like the trouble you've been to. Thank you, Jesus. God's been better to you than you have been to yourself. And certainly better to you than a whole lot of other people have been. He's been merciful all the times you ignored him and he did not and you did not even obey his word and he blessed you anyway god has been patient with you he's been there for you he saved you more than once because his mercies remember are new and no leftover mercies uh, uh, his mercies are new every how oh, can't you say, thank you, Lord? Say it. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Listen, I thank God because he's greater than my problems. And I thank God because he's bigger than my troubles. He's more than my burdens. There is no battle he can't fight. There is no, no trouble he can't overcome. There's no sickness he cannot heal. No case he can't win. And when I think of where he's brought me from, I say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Do y'all remember that old song? I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Ah, I thank you. And one of my favorite songs today says this. Tragedies are commonplace. All kinds of diseaseness. These diseases, people are slipping away. Economics down, people can't get enough Uh pay. But as for me, all I can say is, thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for me. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your power.
1: Thank you
0: for your protection. Every hour, thank you.
1: Done for Sing it for us. Oh, God, sing it for us, daughter. Sing it. Tragedies are commonplace. All kinds of diseases. Oh, it's, oh, it's so People are slipping away. Economies are down.
0: Well, my beloved, I pray that this word from the Lord is best. And so I now invite you to become a member of God's church. There is no better way than now and no better time than now to become a member of God's church. We are busy recruiting disciples for Jesus Christ by any means necessary. Because of this, beloved, we want to say it's time. It's time to join the church because it's a time like before When it's just quickly important become a member of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is a time to be obedient to our God, our Creator. It's a time to love what God loves and God loves the Church. Put your name on the church roll. Give your tithes and offerings and share your gifts and talents in God's Church. Email us. Email us at PaquamahChurch Church at gmail dot com go to the website www.karmafumc.com and there you will find ways to give to this ministry. And also now, I do hope that you will say amen to this service by hitting the thumbs up button and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. And remember spread the I'm coming, I share And now for going to support
1: you the love of God and the community. Be with each for your power. Thank you for protection, Lord, every hour. I wanna thank you for loving me. I wanna thank you for holding me. I wanna thank you for keeping me. Oh, thank you, Lord.